SCORE Innovation Podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to the SCORE Innovation Podcast channel for a new property and casualty episode. My name is Isabel Kowalski, Global Head Construction for Specialty Insurance, based in Zurich. With me, we have Matt Tennis, Regional Manager of Construction in North America, and John Torres, Senior Underwriter, Energy and Power for North America. And we are your host today. As one of the world's largest insurers, SCORE provides clients with diverse and innovative solutions focused on the art and science of risks. Let's dive into the topic today. It was in February this year where winter storm Yuri devastated a good part of North America with high winds and a very freezing cold, resulting in a large blackout. This affected a lot of people, but also industries. Power is a need, and we all struggle when we don't have it available. In the meantime, we all know that climate change is a reality and we need to find solutions for reducing this human carbon footprint on the planet. So Matt and John, with your knowledge of the power industry, how do you see all those projects for new energies coming in the US? How will this assist in feeding industries and households in reliable and sustainable power? Yes, thanks, Isabel. We are currently seeing large investments in solar and battery equipment storage and wind, including offshore wind in the U.S., in which SCORE is an active supporter providing insurance solutions during construction and operations. However, there are challenges surrounding implementing these new power generation methods, including an electric grid that is over 100 years old. How do we balance the various loads to the grid and also balance the amount of available power to meet demand and maximize efficiencies? The push to decarbonize through electrification will have a great impact on the existing electric distribution systems, and investment is needed to modernize the grid in order to handle the loads and the variance of loads. In addition to what Matt said, renewable energy such as wind and solar has become a prominent energy source in recent years. Major corporations such as Amazon are pushing for net zero emissions by building wind and solar farms. They plan to have this completed by 2040. Renewable energy is no longer just a thought or an idea. It is an alternative energy source from traditional power plants. In the following decades, we'll see how we will evolve into a greener planet by changing how we obtain energy, how our vehicles evolve from fossil fuels to fully electric, and for everyone to become environmentally friendlier. Thank you, Jordan. For that question to you, to build new solar farms or wind farms, For the same power generation, you need a lot more footprint and use of available land. How do you see the future of new energies in the US? Will it be very large gigawatt solar and wind farms or local individual power generation? Yes, Isabel, with an increase in technology, there is also an increase in energy demand. To see a shift from large thermal power plants to a more focused local source of energy, there will need to be a strong implementation of large wind and solar farms, as well as solar panel roofs on residential housing. The transition between traditional fossil energy production to renewable will be a challenge since the large traditional power stations have installed capacities of over one gigawatt, so it will require a lot of renewable energy projects to be completed, which can take a decade or even longer. Also, there are several headwinds associated with the implementation of renewable energy. First, 
Installing solar panel technology on roofs can be considered expensive to the average household. Second, the weather can have a negative impact on wind and solar energy. Windmills can be struck by lightning and solar farms absorb less sunlight when it's cloudy or raining and can easily break during a hailstorm. Matt, what are your thoughts on the matter? Thanks, John. Yes, the picture of what used to be considered a large area can now be scaled down to smaller power generation operations and even solar generating customers supporting the overall grid through smart grid technologies. Efficiencies can certainly be gained through better management and efficient power usage, which should translate to lower costs for the utilities and ultimately to the customer. Investing in technology remains a key piece, but we shouldn't just lead with technology. The focus should be the issue or problem to be solved, and then how can technology be effectively utilized? We already see artificial intelligence gaining traction in the electric power industry, with utilities finding that it has potential across the entire utility value chain, including customers' operations, smart grid, outage management, asset management, supply chain, and market operations. 5G is also needed to handle the massive amounts of data that will be produced and required to be managed effectively. Who will support these investments? Will the federal, state, or local governments provide funding or subsidize support to the utilities and the customers? We're just not sure at this point. You know, Matt, all of this will require even more electricity than before. What solution do you see in making the use of power more sustainable and reasonable? We all know about water restrictions in a very hot and dry summer, car restrictions on polluted days to avoid air pollution. Are we ready to reduce our use of power? The question is more better use of power than, than reducing, I think, Isabel. The U.S. Department of Energy has actually created a federal smart grid task force to educate and address these challenges. One key element is smart meters and home energy management systems which will allow all the emerging smart grid technologies to function together by creating interactive relationship between the grid operators, the utilities, and ultimately the customer. Computerized controls in your home and appliances via home area network can be set up to respond to signals from your energy provider to minimize their energy use at times when the power grid is under stress from high demand or even to shift some of their power to use to times when power is available at a lower cost. In effect, you can better balance the power usage of large power stations across large areas by implementing a more localized approach with fully integrated microgrids, microgrid controllers, and co customers providing real-time data. What do you think, John, on that? I agree with you, Matt. The smart grid system can be the solution. Winterstorm Yuri opened our eyes to the efficacy of our transmission and distribution infrastructure and made us realize that it needs to evolve. Having a smart grid system will make us more knowledgeable of consumer consumption and determine specific times of the day in which it is best to use certain household technologies, for example, washer and dryer. Applying a similar logic to the water restrictions for watering the lawn during hot and dry summer days, the same can be done to household and industries energy consumption. A great example of a company who created an innovative idea for the grid system is Duke Energy. They have implemented a technology called the self healing grid. This type of grid uses sensors and switches to automatically identify an outage and reroute electricity in seconds to avoid outages for as many customers as possible. This is the first of many innovations we hope to see in the near future. This seems smart and effective, but you know, as working in the insurance reinsurance industry, we all, always are looking at the downside. What are the risks? 
is there any reluctance to implement all those smart systems? Matt, maybe. That's a good point, Isabel. And cyber risk will certainly increase significantly as the grid is modernized through these technologies, be it 5G, uh, Internet of Things, home area networks, artificial intelligence, not only for utilities, but, but for customers as well. Again, investments will be needed to monitor and protect the smart grid from cyber threats and customers will need to be educated on the exposures present when their home and appliances are connected to the grid. SCORE provides cyber-related commercial insurance products and continues to support investments in technology through its PNC Partners team and its Corporate Foundation for Science. John, what are your thoughts? Thanks, Matt. The creation and implementation of technology comes with its headwinds. The first one being change. People are not accustomed to change, so they will be reluctant to accept a smart system to tell them when to use energy. Secondly, invasion of privacy. People will not like to know that they are being monitored on their energy consumption. Third, the implementation of this technology to the infrastructure and residences can be very costly. And lastly, cyber risk. This has become a real concern for all the industries. Major retail stores, financial corporations, and oil companies have been affected by cyber attacks, which have affected the general populations as well. A smart grid system would be exposed to cyber attacks, which can create a chaotic environment during a hack. Having the right countermeasures in place can mitigate the damage. Thank you, Matt and John, for this uh, interesting discussion. Thank you to all of our guests for joining today. You can subscribe to the SCORE Innovation Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or other audio platforms, and be our first listener to new episodes. If you want to share your insights with us, then send us a message at scorepodcast at score.com. Stay tuned and see you at the next episode of SCORE Innovation Podcast.